0: OMG, we're back. Woohoo! Happy 2021, my friends. New year. Here to chat about new episodes of our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, ready or not. Britt, how was your holidays? It was good. I mean, it was different, but
1: it was nice. It still felt like a holiday, kind of.
0: An outdoor holiday?
1: Yeah. At least it was a white Christmas. I think that made it better that it snowed. It was definitely better.
0: And it wasn't like it was minus 30 and you had to sit outside with your family.
1: Yeah, at least it was warm enough to be outside with a fire. Yeah, cozy, I guess. Yeah, we'll say cozy. That's what they say right when, like, the space is
0: small. It's cozy. Yeah. And we did the Zoom chat thing on New Year's. Yeah, that actually wasn't so bad. It was at least somebody.
1: Yeah, and it kind of
0: felt like you're with people. So one of the conversations that came up in that group chat was the possibility of waking up on January 1st to discover that we're in like a Groundhog Day type situation in the new year. Oh, yeah. So we're like back at January 1st, 2020, and it all started all over again.
1: But in some ways, there would have been some pluses to that, I feel like. Well, what would you do? Well, I think if I knew that, okay, if I die, I'll just start over again. I would have
0: lived my life as normal. Uh, Ignore the social distancing. Yeah.
1: Forget that. I would have gone on that trip. In the first couple months, right? (laughs) Yeah. If I was the only one who knew, I would have taken those two months off work or something. (laughs) Taken a stress leave. Hopped around the globe, came back, and then said, Fine, I'll stay home for a f- few months. No problem.
0: You wouldn't try to warn people or like stockpile toilet paper?
1: No, no point.
0: I think I might get myself to Australia. I have a friend there and she said all is like normal because they locked down the airports. Oh,
1: that'd be good. And then you could just be like, Oops, I'm stuck here now.
0: You can travel all over Australia. No problem.
1: Well, if we only knew, hindsight is 2020.
0: Ay, ay, ay. If I see that meme one more time. (laughs) Okay, let's hop in our little still not ready time machine to break down another episode. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. You're listening to the original podcast about our favorite 90s Canadian teen drama, the super cringy Ready or Not. Okay, Britt, we're recording a little differently tonight. Yes,
1: provincial lockdown has dictated we need to do things differently.
0: Today is January 6th, so we're in our own homes doing the video chat thing. Yeah. Working out some kinks. So hopefully it sounds okay. (laughs) (laughs) A bit of an update on the Ready or Not
1: reboot, right? Oh, let me know. I don't know if I know all the deets.
0: There is now in existence an IMDb page for the reboot project.
1: Okay, so I did see that, but I didn't understand what it said
0: about something to do with IMDb Pro. Right, so the project is categorized as in development, so apparently only IMDb Pro members can get the info. I don't think there's much on there, but I mean, the page does exist. So because there seems to be a lot of questionable ready or not sources on the internet, I was wondering if just anyone can create or edit an IMDb page. Oh. Because they are very legit and official, right? Right. So in order to have a page that says your project is in development, you do have to jump through some hoops. Okay. So you have to have an IMDb Pro account. Which they offer 30-day trials to, so I could have one tomorrow. Not selling me yet. So here's the thing. The project must be in active development at a verified production company. Okay. And you have to have, like, working links to direct industry sources. So some kind of, like, legitimate press coverage, whether it's an independent project or not. And then there are different stages of development a project can be in to be considered like in development and have an IMDb page. The, The one I think this project lands in is something called turnaround, which means it was previously picked up by another company, then dropped. And the whole thing is kind of in limbo or between studios because they've been talking about it since like what spring of 2020 right yeah it's been like six months at least probably well that's when we first heard from laura and lonnie the stars of the show on that et canada interview and even at that point they weren't really saying for sure it's happening and then really nothing else has been said on any social media accounts And there hasn't been any more press about it. So I feel like maybe the project was dropped at some point. And now they're sort of saying like, well, it does exist, but we're like between studios. Right. So they're trying to get
1: like the producers together
0: to actually get it off the ground. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just in December of last year, the IMDb page for the reboot surfaced on some of the fan pages on Facebook. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's good to know that not anybody can just go on there Like after they heard Laura and Lonnie talk about it on ET,
1: it's not like I could have just gone on IMDb and like made this page.
0: No, no. You have to like really have a project off the ground and moving. So if I had to make like a totally random guess, I would say ready or not reboot coming to a screen of some sort (laughs) near you uh, spring of 2022 or fall.
1: That's what I was going to say 2022, and I just want to figure out, oh, but this is interesting. I wonder, maybe they'll save it till 2023, so then it will be 30 years.
0: That's a great idea.
1: Like, to me, that seems cooler to do it in 2023, so it's like 30 years to the day.
0: I think you're onto something there. Yeah. That a bet. Uh But I want to jump on your bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> And for anyone listening, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah.
1: September of
0: 2023. Yeah, exactly. 30 years to the day. Wow. If you don't feel like you're old yet, wait till the Ready or Not reboot hits you. Yikes. Let's get at this episode. This is a cringy one, but a different kind of cringy. Yeah, this is a pretty heavy episode. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah some harsh realities for our lead characters. I'd say so, but still some
1: fun. I mean, they balance sort of the harsh reality of life with some funny, upbeat moments.
0: (laughs) Well, Amanda's really dishing out those moments in this episode. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So let's do the time warp. Oh, right. So
1: this episode of Still Not Ready, so our podcast episode is coming out about January 14th. So I thought, okay, let's go back to January 14th of 1994 and see what was happening. So top song the week of January 14th of 1994 was Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You.
0: Whoa. I would have guessed that was like 10 years prior.
1: Nope. But an interesting fact about this song I was listening to the Giggly Squad podcast, and they were talking about this song, I Will Always Love You, and Dolly Parton actually wrote it.
0: Oh, you're not shocking me, though.
1: No, but maybe I'm shocking someone who's listening.
0: (laughs) But haven't we all seen the Dolly Parton Netflix special? Oh, I didn't. I bypassed that. (laughs) I didn't think I'd be into it,
1: but then the Giggly Squad was talking about it, and I thought for um, a hot minute, ooh, maybe I actually would like to watch it.
0: You should, because I think you'd be surprised about how many other songs she originally did. Well, this that was surprising, and the fact that it was also
1: Elvis wanted the song, and she said no. Yeah, screw you, Elvis. Yeah, and saved it for Whitney, which I was surprised because I would have thought... Well, she
0: released it herself. Oh, okay, I don't think I knew that. Dolly Parton released it first, and then Whitney got a hold of it, And just blew it out of the water. Actually, Dolly Parton said that's when she first started making money. Yeah, that's what the Giggly Squad said. Oh, man, I thought I had a real
1: factoid for for everybody. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they haven't seen
0: the special.
1: I guess I forget that even if I'm not into
0: something on Netflix,
1: a lot of people still are.
0: Okay, so the episode of the night. Let's get to the synopsis. Okay, so... Episode 7,
1: Worst Thing That Happened and Best Thing That Didn't. So Busy blames herself and her family after her mom loses her baby. And Amanda finally gets her dream date with Justin. Or does she?
0: Or does she? Okay, so Season 1, Episode 7, The Worst Thing That Happened and The Best Thing That Didn't. We need to dissect this title.
1: Yeah, I know. I was thinking that too. Maybe at the end. Yeah, I think because otherwise we'll spoil it. Although I guess everyone's watched the
0: episode. Of course they have. (laughs) But still, it's better for the end. So where did we leave off with Busy and Amanda? Because we've been away for a few weeks, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't even remember. Oh, members only. Right. So uh, Amanda just got screwed because Chrissy, like, stole her essay. Yes, that's where we left off.
1: Amanda's a shoplifter and Chrissy is a stealer of essays. A thief of essays.
0: Right. But Busy and Amanda are on good terms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're still BFFs. Here we go. Back in the photo booth for our theme song, Ready or Not. Can't wait another day. (laughs) I could do with a better face.
1: Look at my hat.
0: <laughs> We've got Busy played by Lonnie Billard, Amanda played by Laura Bertram. We opened with a scene at Busy's house, which a lot of online sources say was shot in Mississauga. And you could probably have guessed if you do, it was shot like in and around Toronto. I mean, it looks like Mississauga. Yeah, those suburbs. Yeah. So Busy's playing the drums again. So they found out Lonnie played the drums and they just like really ran with it, eh?
1: Yeah. And everyone else hates her drum playing.
0: So she's got like a very 90s poncho on. Dad comes in, is yelling like, turn it down. He's squirrely right off the bat in this one. (laughs) She's playing along with some generic rock music on the radio. So music plays a big role in this episode, but we know from a previous discussion that the duo Asher and Tony, who wrote the theme song, also scored the entire series. So they don't pull right. songs from anywhere. Somebody like sits in a studio and writes all this super generic stuff. So Busy's mom, Lucy Ramon, played by Diana Reese, she's yelling at dad. She needs help with something. Dad comes running out the front door with two bags of garbage. He's headed to work at the butcher shop. Then mom comes running out after him. She says, every time I ask you for help, suddenly you're in a big rush. And she is pregnant. All of a sudden. I know we took a break, but how long have we been gone for?
1: So some of the YouTube comments on this episode, someone commented, they were like, the episodes are out of order. They're missing the episode where we find out her mom's pregnant. And someone else is like, there just isn't one. And this is the first and last time it's ever referenced.
0: I read those comments as well. (laughs) And I picked up some sarcasm with the, whoever wrote the original comment, like, "Uh, I think they forgot the episode where. (laughs) Yeah. It
1: is sort of interesting that all of a sudden they threw this in. Now I know the show does try to tackle like major life events that people go through, but this to me, it was odd that all of a sudden this was an episode. Well, it was really killing
0: me. So I went back. I went back to the second episode, "Smoke Screen," where Busy's mom is in that dinner scene with the whole family. Amanda's oh, right. over. The dad asked for mustard. Yeah. I didn't notice any sort of wine or drink in front of her at the table. Then I skipped ahead to Busy's curse. There's a scene where she's doing laundry. She might have a small bump. Hmm. Could be a baggy shirt. Do you wonder if she was pregnant in real life? Oh,
1: I don't know. And it was like, "Oh man, she's really popped. We can't hide it anymore." Let's throw an episode in. <laughs> yeah. I guess like in Ready or Not's defense, there are some storylines that continue episode to episode like that Amanda is in love with Justin, but other than that, there's not a lot that necessarily carries forward, right? Like each episode is a little isolated on its own. A sitcom, right? Yeah. Like S- you could yeah. you could watch episode 5 and you wouldn't be out of the loop on anything. Yeah. So the episodes do sort of stand alone.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. But you think it would have come up in the whole conversation about having babies when busy gets her period?
1: Oh yeah, good point. But maybe they weren't necessarily Well, they would have been thinking that far ahead. It's not like they were picked up for three episodes.
0: Right. Yeah, no. The writers would. <laughs> that would have been written already. Who knows? Who knows? We're way out in left field as a viewer. Okay, so Mr. Ramon is rushing off to work. He's got customers, he says. Mom seems frustrated in this scene. She's really good in this scene, right? I really feel her, like, pregnant lady frustration. Oh, Yeah. He's still, so dad is still yelling about Busy playing the drums. He's yelling at everyone. He storms off to work, says he's late. Then we get Mrs. Ramon, all pregnant, carrying a bunch of baby stuff up the stairs. It is a noticeably excessive amount of baby stuff all at once. Like, make more than one trip.
1: Yeah, but you can't. You never give up and take two trips. You do it all at once.
0: She's not supposed to be exerting herself, though. She's having a geriatric pregnancy, after all. (laughs) Yeah, she must be. (laughs) Well, Well, a geriatric pregnancy is 35 plus. Something like that. Well, and she has to be,
1: because Manny's like 40. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: Manny's at least 30. So she's got to be like 50. (laughs) Who wrote this episode? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So Busy is still wailing on the drums when her mom walks in with all the stuff to build a crib. Busy's going to share a room with the baby.
1: Oh, I feel her pain.
0: Could you imagine? Mom says the drums are out and the crib is coming in. Busy's like, oh, hell no. Yeah, she's not happy about it. Yeah. Then she jumps on top of her bunk bed and it looks like the whole thing is going to come down. (laughs)
1: well she jumped from floor to top so she
0: jumped floor to top the entire bed shifts side to side like a foot each way <laughs> i always wish i had bunk beds i don't think they're all that great <laughs> for sleepovers i guess so busy's mad obviously she doesn't want to share a room with a baby she calls it a dumb baby mom says it's a blessing I don't know why she's so upset about a baby. I feel like that would have been a great age.
1: You'd be excited about it. Because you'd be able to help and... Yeah, look, I was almost eight when my youngest brother was born. And I was like
0: so pumped about it. But Busy's like 12, 13. I guess. She thinks she's going to have to babysit. Yeah, I don't know if I really thought that through. And I
1: definitely did have to babysit a lot.
0: <laughs> so mom says it's a blessing and mom's giving us some very like 19 kids and counting vibes with that line. <laughs> eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Busy isn't happy in the next scene. Busy and Amanda are walking through a parking lot of a strip mall. This strip mall is right out of the Canadian nineties radio shack. Uh, there's like an Ontario licensing bureau. Yes. I picked that up. And then there's a, uh, Hillebrand Wine Shop? hmm That was but, an interesting one. Yeah, because they're shooting outside of Toronto, but that's a Niagara winery originally, isn't it? Yeah, but I guess they got to be everywhere. Like, what do they call them? Brick-and-mortar shops?
1: I think Hillebrand, they had their own like generic brand or name brand. And then they started developing Trius. And apparently, the red wine, the first Trius wine was a red wine that just, right. you know, took everyone by storm. And people wanted to come visit. Where was this made? We need to see where it's made. So then I think they kind of took the Hillebrand winery, like where they made all the wine, and then turned it into like a place to visit under
0: the Trius name. Okay. And then that Peller Estates is somehow involved. And then one of those groups claimed to have the first ever ice wine, right? Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, there's a winery in BC that claims the th- same thing. But if we're talking about ice wine, it's got to be Niagara, right? I would think so.
1: The Napa of Canada, no?
0: Yeah, well, whatever it happens to be, there's one of them where Busy and Amanda are shopping that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, they're walking through the strip mall parking lot. They've got their big baggy coats on. Amanda's rocking a crushed velvet blossom hat. Yeah, she's into the hats. I believe this was a strategic move because I'm pretty sure there's a stunt double for her coming up. Oh, that makes sense. Without skipping ahead too much. So Busy's complaining about the baby, all the poop. She's going to have to babysit. Then Amanda does this weird move where she starts walking backwards as she's talking to Busy. Not watching where she's going and a completely out-of-control Chevy Cavalier from the 80s is swerving around the parking lot backwards. Yeah,
1: in reverse. (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) Busy's like, watch out! Amanda looks up, and this is where I think the stunt double probably comes in because we only see her from the back. So it's... Uh. It scares her. She tries to get out of the way. The car doesn't end up hitting her, but she throws herself to the ground trying to dodge it. (laughs) I guess that's what happened. I was having a bit of a hard time exactly following what was happening. And then, who gets out of the driver's seat? None other... Then Justin. Ooh, Justin. The guy from seventh grade Amanda's been crushing hard on for a few episodes. Definitely. But he kind of likes her. I know. I was asking, does he like Amanda? We think Justin likes Amanda. She's got to. So Amanda's hand is bleeding. I'm using that term loosely. Justin helps her up and uses his bandana- to clean her cut. To maybe wrap it so it doesn't bleed everywhere. You know, they teach you in first aid,
1: like a tourniquet.
0: <laughs> She's like, don't wreck your bandana. So he is like super conveniently wearing a bandana around his neck in this scene.
1: Yeah, and but he's not wearing it like how you normally would wear a bandana
0: in the 90s. It's very Sandy Olsen from Greece.
1: Yes, yeah. Like, why is it all twisted up and tied? (laughs) Well, we find out later it's his hickey hider. All right. So maybe he has it like that until he gets a hickey and then he changes it? How you wear it? Because that wouldn't have hit any hickeys the way it was.
0: Well, he's been hanging out with that character Gus from a few episodes back, I think. Yeah, maybe. With those fashion choices. (laughs) So Justin's sister comes running up. She's freaking out, too. It's her car. They offer What's that? Style watch. Style watch. Her jacket. Oh Tori's jacket. <laughs> um, we need like a sound effect for the style watch. Yeah, I don't know what it would be. It'd have to be like a RuPaul. That's exactly What's, what I was thinking.
1: Or Tim Gunn from Project Runway. Yeah, like a quote. We'll work on that. Yeah, oh, so Tori's it's Letterman jacket. Oh, it's a Letterman jacket. I oh. think that's what you'd call it, right? Like her probably older boyfriend gave it to her.
0: What's the sister's name? I thought it was Tori. I don't think it's Tori. I don't have it written down, but it's something. It's like Ty. I think it's oh, Ty. Yeah.
1: It's Ty. Tori, Ty. I mean, same deaf.
0: So, Tori or Ty. <laughs> um, Ty. She's freaking out. Obviously, it's her car. They offer Amanda a ride home, but she says they can walk. Uh, Amanda says she'll wash the bandana and return it to Justin and Justin says don't bother keep it
1: I mean I guess it's the least you could do when you kind of run someone over
0: (laughs) but Amanda says accidents happen but like let's talk about how much trouble Justin could have been in if somebody witnessed this whole thing
1: yeah so I looked it up now I'm no expert, so I don't know if the Highway Traffic Act applies because it was a private parking lot. I don't know if things are a bit different, but anyways,
0: I think things are majorly different in a parking lot. Yeah.
1: So I think if it was in a parking lot, I don't know. I guess she could have sued him, maybe. But let's pretend it wasn't a parking lot. In this, okay. Happened. Under the Highway Traffic Act, which is for Ontario, mm. Section 37 is about drivers under 16 are prohibited. Subsection two would apply to the sister because she allowed someone under 16 to drive her car. Section 199, the duty to report an accident or personal injury, or if you cause bodily
0: harm. Oh my God, how many years of prison are we looking at here? I
1: don't think, I think the worst thing is the careless driving. Mm -hmm. Because then there's section 130, subsection three careless driving causing bodily harm or death.
0: Kevin, yeah, Amanda says accidents happen.
1: Of course she would, because she likes Justin back.
0: <laughs> okay, cut to Amanda washing the bandana at home. She's very excited about the bandana. She's asking Busy, can you believe he gave me his hickey hider? I've never heard that term ever. <laughs> so he took off the hickey hider, but he didn't have a hickey on his neck. Well, then does he just wear it in case? Like, just in case I get a hickey. Let's say you never wear a
1: bandana, and then all of a sudden you're wearing a bandana for a week straight. Then you're not wearing it. Your parents are going to know. So you're smart. You wear it all the time. So then when you're wearing it to hide a hickey, none the wiser.
0: Like, for the sake of continuity. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Yeah, you got to think ahead. He's with... Oh, no. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm not going to make that comment.
0: <laughs> oh, you watched ahead, didn't you? I did. How dare you? <laughs> I didn't spoil anything. Don't worry. Amanda's mom comes in. She's on the phone with someone. She covers up the receiver and asks Amanda if she remembers her cousin Dirk. Busy whispers, Dirk, how could we forget? Fat, braces, kind of farts when he walks. <laughs>
1: Oh, poor Dirk.
0: Poor kid, right? Did you see all that stuff on the fridge in the Zim household? I noticed that somebody has a bit of a hamstring problem. <laughs> yeah, so there's exercises. But then there's this other thing. And I don't know if it looked just like a fat
1: hamster. And then underneath it just said bulge. And I didn't know if this was like going back to the episode where Phyllis and Mr. Zim were on
0: diets. They're trying to lose weight.
1: yeah. So was that like some poster like, if you eat snacks, bulge? I don't know. I have no clue because you couldn't see the top.
0: I could be (laughs) off, but. I only noticed the hamstring stretches. (laughs) Well, then I was
1: wondering, are the exercises up there too? So when they open the fridge, they're like deterring them from eating snacks? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think – a lot of art departments, or so, like, the people that do the set design and, like, throw all that kind of stuff up on the fridges. I do think a lot of times they throw, like, personal little things in for, like, their oh. family to catch. Like, a lot of times if there's photos of kids, just random kids around, it might be, like, some, like, the director's kids. Okay. Or something like that. But so it could have just been... Someone who works in the art department
1: who's really into exercise?
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know. Uh, Okay, where are we now? Sorry, that was a distraction (laughs) from Dirk. (laughs) Dirk. (laughs) So Amanda's mom says Dirk is having his bar mitzvah and wants to know if Amanda wants to come with a friend. Okay, was it
1: bar mitzvah or bot mitzvah?
0: Is bar mitzvah for boys and bot for girls?
1: I don't know. I thought it was bot mitzvah. Yeah, so, oh, bar mitzvah is a Jewish coming-of-age ritual for boys, whereas bat mitzvah is the equivalent for girls. So it must have been bar mitzvah. Right.
0: Have you ever been to a bar mitzvah or a bat mitzvah?
1: No, that's funny because I had that same question for you. But no, I haven't been to one. The movies kind of make them seem like a pretty good party, right? Yeah, anytime I've seen one on TV, it seems pretty fun. Like, they're like... The equivalent of like my super sweet 16.
0: The MTV version. Yeah. So the idea is that the 12 or 13 year old will now be held accountable for their actions, um, like religion wise, they become like a full fledged member of the Jewish community. And I believe they're expected to lead a prayer of some sort. But I do like this tradition. I like that the parents are no longer blamed for the crap that their kid does after 13. Is that what Wikipedia tells us? Uh, Pretty much. Hmm. Anyways, Amanda's pumped because she thinks you can meet guys at these things, which makes sense because all the kids' friends are going to be there, right? They're all the same age.
1: Yeah, the only weird thing is it's also a family affair.
0: I think a lot of friends are invited, though. I think. Like, oh, your, yeah. I think your whole class goes. I would think so too, but then it's also
1: like your aunts are there, your uncles, your mom, your dad, your grandparents.
0: (laughs) Busy is not interested in attending this event. She's in a mood in this episode. Yeah. Amanda's mom's asking her about the baby coming. Busy says it's going to be the pits. (laughs) Then Amanda starts going on about putting Busy's hair in twisty rollers for the party. The night before. So twisty rollers are like those flexible foam tubes. Yeah. Um, Your hair would be like a complete disaster the next morning. Oh, yeah. Because you, I don't know, that stuff, you can't really sleep on it. Oh, that's true, too. How do you sleep on twisty rollers? Yeah. Busy's like not... Busy's amazing in this episode. She's very angsty. Yeah, it's the pending baby. Yeah, she says there's no way she's going to that. She has one day in the whole week to sleep in. There's no way she's sitting in a church listening to Dirk fart. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. Is Busy a 35-year-old woman? Why can't she sleep in? I don't know.
1: Does Do the Ramones go to church on Sundays? Well, that's a good point because it is supposed to be on
0: a Saturday, right? Right. So then Saturdays, because Sunday she's still up early. During the week she's going to school. Right. So Busy suggests Amanda ask Justin to go with her. Amanda's like, no, I can't. I couldn't. I would die. I can't. I'd die. I couldn't. No, I can't. He'd say no. I can't. I would die. I can't. (laughs)
1: Okay, we get it, Amanda.
0: She's also rubbing the wet, bloody bandana all over her face as she's going on about this. (laughs) Because it smells like Justin's cologne. (laughs) Oh, is that the idea?
1: I would guess it
0: smells like him. By the way, the 90s fashion in this scene is out of control. (laughs) Busy has her, like, surf poncho on. Amanda's rocking a sweet, oversized purple vest. Oh, yeah, the vest. Low pony, scrunchy, thick bangs. Uh... Amanda's mom has like a mustard yellow t-shirt under a maroon oversized blazer, <laughs> bunch up around <laughs> her elbows, shoulder pads, teased hair, big bangs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was the 90s.
0: So now we're in the butcher shop. Sam Ramon, Busy's dad, played by Jerry Mendicino. He's yelling at Busy's mom, who's like already got a huge tray of meat. She's balancing around. He's barking orders at her. Manny is also working. He's making deliveries. So he does work there. Which (laughs) (laughs) I guess he's got to earn his keep at home. (laughs) Which we did. We wondered about in a previous episode when his dad was like defending his right to still be living at home. Yeah. He said times are tough. Uh, They're both being very demanding of the mom who's super pregnant. She's like working like a dog. So while all this is going on, is making busy call Justin for her to see if he wants to go to the bar mitzvah with her, which is funny. I did this kind of crap all the time. For your friends? Yeah. I remember very specifically in grade six, getting my friend to three-way call, star seven one, (laughs) my boyfriend, so I could listen to her dumping him for me while I...
1: (laughs) Oh so wait, you got your friends to do your w- dirty work for you. 100%. Not the other way around.
0: Yeah, that's like cryptic, right? Like I'm just going to sit here quietly and listen to him crying on the phone while you deal with it. <laughs> Think about doing that now. Like having your bud call, your partner and be like, "I'm moving out." Yeah, but now you don't
1: need to cuz you just ghost them.
0: Well, that's true, yeah. Right? You just like
1: block them, delete them off social, you're good.
0: But in grade school, you got to like sit next to them in class the next day. Yeah, that's the difference, right? You can't escape. (laughs) So I'm surprised Busy's agreeing to do this nonsense. We're getting more of this like super fangirl Amanda in this scene. Like when she got super stoked when Busy got her period. Yeah, she's freaking out. Lots of high-pitched squealing. This is why this scene is the most cringeworthy of the
1: episode.
0: We need a sound effect for this one.
1: (laughs) It's so awkward because I remember doing stuff, the same sort of thing, right? You're like waiting for a response. Oh, what's he saying? What's he saying? So it just feels so embarrassing that's why it's the most cringeworthy
0: but i really connect to the amanda character in this episode like it really takes me back like i really remember being that excited about having my friend call a guy oh yeah and like she's nailing it she's bringing me right back yeah that fangirl super excited pre yeah. oh yeah she's good she's good so justin agrees to go which means he likes her. He likes her. Busy's dad quickly shoes them out after the phone call. He says, it's a store, not a f- telephone company. <laughs> but the thing to me is,
1: he's the one making such a big spectacle that if I was a customer, I'd be like, oh, Mr. Ramon, cool it. I mean, you'd probably be annoyed with the kids too and be like, oh man. But at least you'd be like, ah, they're just kids. But he's the one like freaking out. Like he's making
0: it worse in front of the customers. Well, I think, yeah, they're trying to get to something with him, aren't they? Yeah. So back at Amanda's, she's trying on outfits for the big date with Justin. So like just different blossom hats. I know, she's really into her hats. Busy's got her signature overalls on again. Then the phone rings. Amanda thinks it's going to be Justin canceling their date. But it's Busy's brother says she needs to come home right now. Something's going on with her mom. So Busy gets home. There is like 30 Italian family members in their house. Cannolis everywhere. And a cute little old lady, I guess it's Aunt Josie, tells Busy her mom lost the baby. So here's the part that strikes me right away. All these people in the house to help with the kids, bring food, offer support, etc. And Busy's dad is sitting on the couch, not at the hospital.
1: Oh yeah, good point. Like You'd think he'd still be at the
0: hospital. With his wife who just miscarried their baby. So we do find out a little bit later that the doctors apparently sent him home because she was resting, but still. Yeah, (laughs) it
1: seems weird. I think they have to do some of those things to just carry the story on.
0: Exactly.
1: He has to be home, even though in reality, it doesn't make sense he's home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the writers and the creator of the show are listening to our podcast going, move on, girls. That's not what we're getting.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just had to do it for the story to
0: move it ahead. <laughs> because they are almost certainly listening to the podcast. Of course they are. Okay. Okay. So Busy's aunt says, it was God's will. Life is like that. Frankie Phil's busy in a little more says, it was a stillborn. There was lots of blood. Apparently she was lugging boxes of frozen meat for Busy's dad. At the shop and she fell and she'll be at the hospital for a few days. So also interesting that nobody is really talking about that. But that's not what caused this. You don't think? I think no. that's what they're getting at. I don't think that's true. That she was like super overworked. And. No. Oh, I thought they were like really pointing fingers at Mr. Ramon.
1: Well, I think they are just to maybe sort of set up sort of the dynamic of the family, right? This is maybe a wake-up call for Mr. Ramon. But I think in reality, now, okay, I'm not a doctor. I've never experienced what Lucy experienced. But to me, the lugging the boxes, doing that stuff, that would have had a bigger impact on your pregnancy in the early stages. But, like, Lucy Ramon was pretty far along at that point.
0: You have been pregnant, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you're nine was, months pregnant, you should most definitely not be carrying heavy boxes.
1: Oh yeah. No, I know that, but I don't think that would cause, if you're carrying some heavy boxes and you're maybe overexerting yourself, I think that might just put you into early labor. He did say that she fell. Oh, okay. I guess maybe, but even still, I don't know.
0: They go down a different path than you expect them to. Like as a 34, 30- Five plus year old watching the show in my head, I'm going like, wait, how did she lose the baby? Yeah, <laughs> it was God's will or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, You want to know the real like, OK, so what are the risks? But you don't necessarily want to think either that the Ramon family caused this to happen.
0: Ooh, I kind of went down a different road in this episode where I thought they were really saying that the dad had a big part in it. Oh, I see. I thought the whole
1: dad had a part in it. it was more just to set up his
0: shame moving
1: forward. Yeah. And feeling like he did it. But I think in reality, I don't think it was his fault or her fault.
0: So Busy wants to see her mom. She's kind of freaking out. Manny promises to take her later. Uh, Busy like makes a bit of a scene in front of everyone, blames it on her dad for making her lug boxes, says he only cares about the stupid chop. Right. So Amanda comes over later and her and Busy are sitting out back on a picnic table. We get some very sad, very slow acoustic guitar. They're having a very serious conversation about what God may or may not have had against the baby. So we find out it was a girl. Right. But this conversation reminds me of when Zach and Kelly finally broke up. Oh my gosh, I don't even remember that. Oh, and say by the Bell, they're sitting on a picnic table out back of the school, I think. And they're wearing like Renaissance costumes.
1: <laughs> I do not have any
0: memory of this. Oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it reminded me, as our listeners know, I've been binge watching Grey's Anatomy.
0: Same. Now that you and- mentioned it, thank you very much for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and spoiler, April Kepner goes through something, actually goes through a lot of the same things. She did lose a baby, mm-hmm. but I was more talking about sort of the, the questioning God.
0: Ah, you're right. She says she lost God, I believe is the quote. Right.
1: That's it. So, I mean, lots of parallels <laughs> in these two episodes.
0: Thank goodness we're both watching Grey's Anatomy right now. <laughs> yeah. If Amelia Shepherd brings up the fact that she used to have a brain tumor one more time, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot.
1: <laughs> Everything
0: is the brain
1: tumor, the brain tumor. It's making me think I've got a brain tumor.
0: I kind of wish I once had a brain tumor so I could blame shit on it every time something went wrong, like Amelia Shepard does. <laughs> Anyways... So Busy thinks God was giving her her wish. So she admits to wishing her mom wasn't pregnant. Says when she asks for good stuff, he never listens. So again, like the Grey's Anatomy character, some faith questioning going on here. So Busy being Italian-Canadian would likely be Roman Catholic? Yeah, I would have just said Catholic. I don't know enough about it. And Amanda is Jewish. Yes, yes. And she seems to talk quite a bit about God. There's one episode where Amanda went on and on about the possibility of God being a woman. But this conversation to me seems odd. So we've both mentioned before that neither one of us grew up in any type of religious household. But I had close friends who went to Catholic schools and grew up very religious. And we never talked about it. Yeah, I had one friend
1: growing up who was religious and I went to church with her, like if I slept over on Saturdays. But I don't ever remember at this age ever having any philosophical conversations about why does stuff happen? It's God's will. Why would God do that? Like I don't remember have I don't remember questioning faith at that age.
0: Well, I remember a few times I would try to ask my friends who went to church questions. And they would sort of give me a short answer and change the subject. So I always kind of assumed that at some point they were told to not discuss religion. Yeah, I think that's usually the advice, right? Well, so to see Busy and Amanda, a couple of sixth graders, not only discussing religion, but like questioning their faith with each other. Well, I feel like A lot of things that I questioned as a sixth grader stayed right up there and never came out. (laughs) Yeah, I think they're sort of articulating it fairly well for their age. A little bit too well, right? So Busy gets to go see her mom later. The mom seems okay. She could be putting on a bit of a front for Busy. But Busy says she's sorry for wishing the bad wishes. Mom assures her it's not her fault. Maybe this time it wasn't meant to be because they already have four kids. Four. Four, yeah. So the mom seems to smother the fire a little bit, right, with Busy? Yeah. She tells her about the baby's service in the morning, says Busy should go pray for the baby's soul. Busy's having a hard time. She's blaming God. Her mom says Busy needs to help her dad through this. Then I like this. She says, He's not strong on the inside like you and me. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. It's like you're a strong woman busy. Giving
1: her props.
0: At Amanda's house, we get a bedtime chat between Amanda and her mom. They're discussing how the baby's funeral is the same day as the bar mitzvah and Amanda's date with Justin. I don't know. Phyllis?
1: Oh, man. She's giving her bad advice, I feel like, at this episode.
0: Well, she tells her it's just kind of for family members, right?
1: Yeah, but to me, Amanda is basically family with Busy. Like, you can't get a closer best friend. I don't think anyone gets mad if someone shows up at a funeral. Unless there's, like, maybe, like, some bad blood or something. But no one in the Ramon family would have been like, why is Amanda here? No. This is just for us. So I feel like Phyllis is not giving great advice. By saying, Amanda, you decide. It's just for family. Basically saying, don't go.
0: Yes. Uh, First of all, Amanda, who has a Saturday morning first date anyways with your entire extended family present?
1: Good point.
0: (laughs) So like you were saying, her mom kind of says it's usually just family that goes to the funeral, says it's up to Amanda, tells her to sleep on it. Sleep on it in your pink, frilly room with Joey Lawrence, Mark Paul, and Freddie Prince Jr. watching over you from the wall. They'll guide you. And then she smushes Justin's dirty rag against her face one more time before she turns out the light.
1: Oh, man.
0: So gross. Like, where has that bandana been? And she's literally, like, rubbing it on her face. Definitely
1: didn't wash it.
0: (laughs) If it still smells like him, it's not washed. That's why it
1: must still smell like him. Why else would she be doing that?
0: Okay, so cut to Busy rolling around in her bed. She can't sleep. So let's have a dream sequence. Here we go. So in this dream sequence, Busy's sleeping in a crib. And her mom is like lovingly looking down at her. Okay, maybe this is like showing Busy finally having a bit of connection to the baby. Being in the crib? Yeah. Like maybe feeling a little bit more for her mom. Yeah. I wasn't too sure, (laughs) but come on guys. This is excessive. Episode seven. So six out of the seven episodes have had dream sequences. Yeah, there's only been one episode that hasn't
1: had some sort of dr- dream sequence.
0: <laughs> right. So, And probably 50% of which actually carry the story forward. It's their calling card, like the wet bandits flooding houses. <laughs> it's certainly starting to seem that way. But what's the fascination? Is it time filler in a 23-minute episode? And I wonder if the episode where they didn't have one that they originally did have one, but had to like cut it out for some reason. I mean, some of them are kind of fun, like in smokescreen when it's like
1: fifties, you know, on a motorcycle.
0: Yeah. It's fun. But what did that dream sequence mean?
1: Oh, nothing, (laughs) but I guess it was for fun. But this one is, I think because of the episode and just how like devastating what Lucy's going through in this episode, I felt like a little uncomfortable, I think with watching it.
0: Uh, there's something about like a grown kid or a 12 year old or a grown adult being a baby. Well, I think there's something to do with that. And I don't think we should go down that road
1: because it can get very messy.
0: It's a little creepy.
1: (laughs) There's like a whole community. Right. I've seen that CSI episode.
0: (laughs) But anyways, we need the 411 on the Ready or Not dream sequences. We got to get down to the bottom of this.
1: Was it maybe just like a cool thing to do in the 90s? Because I feel like they're like Saved by the Bell definitely had some dream, dream sequences.
0: You know what? Now that you say that, I can think of like three of them that happened on Full House. Yes.
1: Yeah. I wonder if these like sort of dramedy shows in the 90s, that was just sort of like the thing to write in. It could be. Dramas didn't have it. Like nine zero two and oh never had it. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't say never, but they seem to fit more with these like sitcoms. Like, I'm sure Home Improvement had some, Full House, Saved
0: by the Bell. So maybe it was just like the thing to do in the 90s. You could be onto something there. It could just be like the fad. Yeah. Of the time. So, Busy can't sleep. She goes downstairs in her full flannel pajamas. Her poor dad is sobbing at the kitchen table. Very sad. So Jerry Mendicino, who plays Busy's dad, is he good at crying? I don't know. I think crying scenes are always not good. I could never tell if crying is good or bad in TV and movies. I don't think I see adults cry in real life enough. Yeah, you don't really. Well, I'm not a crier myself, so it always confuses me. Oh, see, I am. So you know how you yourself look? Well, I don't ever watch myself cry. Well, I know how Kim Kardashian cries in real life.
1: <laughs> well, now that she's getting a divorce, we might see it often.
0: One movie cry that I know for absolute certainty is terrible is Britney's in Crossroads. Well. <laughs> Obviously. I haven't seen that scene
1: in a long time, so.
0: Well, I remember I was able to talk just one of my friends into going to see it with me on its opening night and people were like walking out of the theater after that scene um so anyways this is a very touching moment for busy and her dad she offers him something hot to drink which i thought was kind of cute reminds me of sheldon in the big bang theory oh i don't watch that oh he always says his mom taught him to offer hot drinks to people when they're upset Hmm.
1: Well, the hot drink thing just takes a long time. Because, what if someone's really upset and you're like, Would you like a hot drink? And I'm like, yeah, I'd really like a latte. <laughs> then what?
0: Uh, I'm going to need like 12 and a half minutes to prepare that for you. Yeah. <laughs> Here, take this shot of whiskey in the meantime. Yeah. So he says, Busy's mom is going to be okay. She brings him the hot drink. He says, The tea is good. She says, It's coffee.
1: (laughs) I didn't get that. I was like, how did she make a coffee that fast? Must have been instant.
0: Yeah. I don't know how she whipped up a pot of coffee in like less than a minute. So, So he says it's terrible for coffee. They have a bit of a laugh. They hug. All seems a little bit better in the Ramon household. The final scene is in the church. It's really just Busy's family at the funeral service for the baby. And Amanda sneaks in the back. What a great friend.
1: Yeah, I thought that was she was a really good
0: friend to go and give up Justin. Cuz we all know how much Justin means to her. Yeah, so that was a sacrifice. Uh something I just thought about. Did Justin like show up at the Bar Mitzvah and like Amanda just wasn't there?
1: Imagine.
0: <laughs> He's like sitting in the synagogue going like, "Am I in the right place?" <laughs>
1: it would serve him right though and then maybe he thought oh this is what happened because i hit her with my car this is payback
0: well then he might think that he got stood up right yeah no she called she sorted it out i'm sure she did
1: she wouldn't leave him hanging it's her crush
0: (laughs) i wonder how that conversation went like oh i'm really sad because my friend's mom's baby died can we talk about it? He's like playing his Sega Genesis or whatever. Just holding the phone with his shoulder. <laughs> or he's like Chrissy over. Yeah. <laughs> she gives Busy a quick wave. Busy seems to appreciate her being there. The end. Very sad acoustic guitar plays us out. So even when I started playing the episode at first, I did like not all remember Busy's mom being pregnant. But then as the episode played out, it kind of rang some bells. But this is a very sad episode. Very, like, faith-inspired episode. It was interesting for me to watch now, but I'm not too sure how interested I would have been when I first watched, like, in grade four or five. It is a bit of a weird
1: topic to cover for a show about two preteen girls. Most of the previous
0: episodes have been like about puberty.
1: Yeah. And like stealing from the root store at the mall. Like this was the most grown up issue they've had to date. I think.
0: I mean, the Justin part I would have liked.
1: Yeah. Because that was the kind of like the funny part.
0: So if we're talking about the title of the episode, the worst thing that happened and the best thing that didn't, what's the worst thing that happened? Busy's mom losing the baby. And then the best thing that didn't? I think it's the date with Justin. Oh, see, I didn't even go
1: down that route. Because at first I thought there's no way it. the title is that cruel to make it out like the best thing that didn't happen. Busy doesn't get a little sister. No. Like, Busy's not a horrible person who's like, oh, the best thing that never happened to me was... Getting that little sister.
0: I think if that's the idea, they should have maybe shown more about Amanda, like giving up the date with Justin. Because you're right. It doesn't
1: really the whole Amanda losing out on that opportunity. I don't think ever comes back either. Yeah.
0: I mean, they almost went on a date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a few things to get to before we wrap it up. For the rest of season one, we'll be discontinuing the What's the 411 mini episodes. We've got a few different things planned, so we're kind of concentrating on all of that. Don't worry, we'll bring them back if you're dying to get the 411 on more actors from the show. We'll still be putting out an episode every two weeks until the end of season one. Subscribe, follow, auto-download, wherever you're listening. If you had fun with us today, please take the time to like, rate, review, and find us on Instagram at stillnotreadypod.
1: Yeah, so hit us up on Instagram and let us know. What was your hickey hider? Have you
0: ever been to a bar or bought mitzvah? When you were a kid, did you talk religion with your besties? We love connecting with you guys. Thanks for listening. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. And you've just found out we're still not ready.